G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Uh, one that's unfolding at the moment that certainly deserves our attention. The leader of a United States-based outfit called Return of Kings uh, that advocates for the legislation or the legalization of rape. Now, he wants to come to Australia, and there has, and you might think, understandably, been a public outcry. Well, his name is Darius Roosh Valazeda. Uh, some people referring to him as Roosh V. Well, he plans to visit Australia this week. The immigration minister's been requested to ban the visit and he's seeking advice from his department. Well, there are a lot of questions that need to be asked. Christian blogger and pastor Peter Pilt has been following these developments and he's joining us for his insights. Hello, Peter Pilt. Welcome along to 2020. G'day, Neil. How are you? And good morning to everyone who's having uh, listening. And good morning, uh, Peter, and I'm well. Thank you very much. Look, this is a significant issue. Uh, people like this and uh, character issues can sometimes come into question. But when it comes to these very foundational issues, uh, our attitudes towards women, men's attitudes towards women, I know you've already been talking about this and blogging about it through the morning so far. What are your thoughts on, on the attitudes of this group towards women? Well, what they're effectively saying is that uh, women only have value if they are beautiful and if they are fertile. And uh, then they're saying that uh, rape should be legalised on private property. And uh, to me, this this attitude towards women is uh, out of step with what Australia needs right now. And the problem that, that I see with it is that uh, Australia has an attitude problem towards women to start with. And uh, I'm going to cite the Mitchell Pierce incident. I talked about this a little bit this morning uh, early with Tracy, but uh, the, the Mitchell Pierce incident that we, we all know about and, you know, that he had uh, simulated bestiality with a, with a dog for three seconds, literally three seconds, but there was outcry about the dog. And when I watched the video, the thing that stood out for me was that the woman who was the owner of the property said to these drunken footballers 11 times, get out. She made it as clear. It wasn't subtle. It wasn't uh, misspoken. It could be not misunderstood. She said, get out 11 times. And he, they ignored her. Hmm. And I'm amazed that there wasn't more outcry from women's groups and from men's groups saying, hang on, wh- why are we outraged about this dog when we should be outraged about the way this one was treated? 
It comes to the formation of our attitudes towards women, and uh, there's probably all sorts of perspectives that we could have historically, and uh, we can reflect on Australia's Christian heritage and the fact that uh, there is a biblical foundation or a Christian foundation to the way that we have formed attitudes towards women in Australia. But this is something that needs to be reinvented for every generation. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Peter, on uh, on how our attitudes are formed and, and, and the need for being outspoken at a time like this when you hear of this sort of atrocity uh, that is being encouraged? Look, I think uh, women get a bad rap around the world, to be really honest. And, uh, you know, I head up a, an organisation called Global Care. And uh, for me, you know, I often use the hashtag uh, pink is the colour of justice because, to me, uh, men particularly need to stand up and fight for the right treatment of women. And so I've, I've written a lot of blogs on, on this kind of thing, dowry killings, honour killings, uh, female genital mutilation, uh, you know, that kind of thing, because I think uh, Christian men have to have a voice to say, this is not the way that women are to be treated. And, you know, in, in my world, I mean, I've got two daughters, a wife and two daughters, and uh, my attitude comes out of the Word of God that, that a, a woman is made in the image of God. It says that in Genesis, and it says, you know, he created them male and female. Genesis 126, let us make man in our image, and he made them male and female. So to me, there's no, there's no division here that, that men are better than women. Or To me, a person's a person. You, you asked where, where do Australians' attitudes get shaped, and unfortunately, unfortunately, they do get shaped in our culture. And I think at this point in time, our culture is not doing women any favours. And, you know, we, we've got a, a tragic domestic violence issue predominantly perpetrated against women. Uh, uh, there's one, one woman uh, every two weeks, I think it is, uh, that, that are killed in Australia by their partners, by people that, that love them or used to love them. Um, and, and that's not to say about all the women that get injured, beaten, uh, you know, throughout, throughout the year. And it just seems that we as Australians don't seem to be uh, saying enough or pushing back on the cultural treatment of women. Let me ask you about character, Peter, the thoughts that you might have, because bad character uh, it can be construed in a whole lot of different ways, interpreted uh, in so many different dimensions. Uh, is bad character enough, though, to ban people from Australia? We saw just recently where there was a Christian-based uh, commentator and talking on issues of abortion uh, who was banned from Australia because of bad character and uh, he was standing for a pro-life issue. When we use this terminology, bad character, you can apply it in a whole lot of different contexts. But So is bad character enough to ban people from Australia? Look, I think in, in some cases it is. That the challenge is, though, who defines what's bad? Because you do have a situation where a Christian pro-lifer, uh, as, you, as you said, was, was banned from coming to Australia. Uh, and, um, you know, so obviously someone deemed him to, to be a bad character. Now, you and I as a Christian, uh, you and I as pro-lifers would be saying, well, there's nothing bad in his character. So why was he banned? And, and that's, the, that, that's the, the, the thin edge of the wedge. The problem is, you know, we, we, if, if bad character is enough to ban people from Australia, where does that stop? Um, you know, and so that that's the challenge. Any any kind of censorship is that the, the question is who is determining what what is going to be censored and on what basis. Uh, if it was 
uh, you know, Australia, you know, is found on the Judeo-Christian ethic, as you pointed out. If it's going to be uh, some sort of, you know, Bible-based moral uh, decision, then, you know, I would support that, of course, you know, being a Christian. But obviously that's not going to happen. And so, again, who's making the, the, the call on to, as, as to who's, who's got the bad character? Interestingly, when we talk about a Christian truth, about building a Christian worldview, uh, talking about the Bible and what God says about humanity, we are talking about issues that form and build character, aren't we? So uh, we have this foundation when we come to a biblical foundation, which says uh, out of that foundation will come a strong and godly character. It does certainly uh, show us the the value of uh, of talking about these sorts of issues. But if you don't have that biblical foundation, Peter, your uh, your assessment of character becomes very arbitrary. And exactly uh, it right. seems to me that uh, that yes, the minister will ask his department for advice, and they'll come up with some sort of arbitrary way of making an assessment one way or the other. Uh, that really is a little bit uh, hit and miss, isn't it? Well, and that's that's exactly right, because on what basis then are they saying a character is good or bad? That's the challenge. That's, that's the question. That's right. So as a, a Christian biblical uh, thinker, a biblical believer, uh, what's a sound uh, Christian response to these sorts of views we're hearing about with this particular group that's advocating for legalised rape? Well, I would certainly up front pray for the conviction of the Holy Ghost to come upon them. That would be number one. Uh, number two, I think that we have to, as Christians, not be slack or slow in coming forward and speaking up and defending uh, women or speaking up and saying to our politicians, we don't want this person in our, in our country uh, because of the fact that he is uh, perpetrating a bad attitude or a bad uh, um, posture towards Australian women. And, and so I, I would encourage anyone who's listening to go and see their local uh, federal politician. Uh, you know, get online, have a read about it. Go and see your local federal politician and say, OK, we want you to make representation on our behalf to the minister that's going to make this decision because we don't want this person in Australia. We don't want this philosophy perpetrated uh, amongst the impressionable Australian young men. So there's this influence we have as uh, as parents uh, or within a marriage context or within a local church community. You're saying we need to get into all of those, uh, set some foundations in place, but also be knocking on the doors of our politicians and actually doing something practical, putting uh, faces to words and showing that there is a human face behind this Christian biblical perspective on how men ought to treat women. Absolutely. And we, we live in a democracy. It's a, it's a great democracy. It's one of the great democracies of, of, of the world in terms of its stability. And so we need to express our democratic right. And we, our elected politicians are there to represent the people. And so if, uh, if the Christians aren't standing up and saying, not just on this issue, but on any issue, if the Christians aren't giving their voice into the public square, into the political square or the political sphere, then... Where, where are the, the politicians? Who are they representing? Well, they're representing the people that are going to see them. And I think that as Christians, at times we get a little bit uh, slack in, in you know, stepping into the public square. Uh, at times we, we'll get a little bit beaten up, so we kind of pull back a little bit. But I think there needs to, to uh, you know, come a tenacity and a boldness uh, in, in, uh, amongst Christians, amongst leaders, 
that we will stand up and we will have our opinion counted. And, you know, I, I look at Peter on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, you know, uh, just a couple of days before that, you know, he denied Christ uh, to a little servant girl, but then a tenacity and a boldness came across, uh, upon Peter and, uh, you know, burst the, the, the church age, 3,000 people get saved. And, and I think that kind of tenacity and boldness needs to come now on, on Christian leaders and on, on Christians right across Australia. Well, good thoughts, good insights, Peter Pilt. I'll point people to your blog site, peterpilt.org. You mentioned that you're heading up Global Care uh, for the International Network of Churches. Uh, Peter Pilt, blogger and pastor, great getting your insights. Peter, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Anytime. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.